Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. We are excited to have Chad from ASW Distilleries. What's up, guys? Um, hey, Chad. So I got a question. Uh, so I was I've got answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're looking for. I was uh, so uh, number one. I'd like to say thanks so much for uh, for you know, inviting me up to the distillery the other day. Uh, what a sure. fantastic uh, location you got. Uh, and and I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. You're going to talk more about it, I'm sure. But I was noticing you're the chief acorn officer <laughs> so, wait, wait, so so we're going to get into that but before we get into the, so we're going to do some tasting today with chad from asw and we're going to go uh let me check that so we're going to have um unison resurgence rye duality heartwood and uh, and then there's an unreleased um, barrel. So if you were watching on Instagram, uh, you saw Chad pull that out the other day. So uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pour a little sip of uh, Unison and allow you to uh, get into this uh, Chief Acorn Officer, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, Cal, is that that a, that's a pretty nice bar behind you. Is that full of like, <laughs> is that full of sweet tea? Is that, is that just sweet mock tea. bottles? That's oh, no, sweet no, tea. No, 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 that's uh, so I don't know if you use zoom a lot, but you know, with the zoom, you can pick a background like, yeah. uh, you can go and, pick. and, and oddly it's, so here's the weird thing. I mean, so I, I wouldn't say we have a lot of people on the show, but we have a decent amount of people on and everybody's like, damn it. I've been looking for that bar in like the background images and I can't find it. Where's it? I'm like, I'm like, you got, to go you got to go all the way to the end and then there's a, there's a pay section it is not in the free one it's a pay section. <laughs> and if you and if you hit the pay section you're gonna find it and it is uh i mean i've been to better bars <laughs> but i'll tell you what it, it's uh it's it's hard to beat that one but you know what not to not getting ahead of myself haven't tried it yet it could be a lie but uh, <laughs> it i did definitely I, looks like a lie i didn't i didn't have any asw it won't be his on, first <laughs> i didn't have any asw on the bar and um just for folks that are listening uh well so i'll share with you chad before we get started so i, I did a poll on instagram and uh, for for my for for our followers uh by the way chad dan dan chad Yes, hey Dan. Hey buddy. How you doing? Um, yeah, we, we don't we don't let Dan out in public, so that's no. the reason he didn't make it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Dan lives in Raleigh, so we're doing this remotely. Yep. Uh, we're all doing social distancing. You know, that's we right. made him that's go right. to Raleigh, so uh, exactly. I, I that's did six feet apart. He usually <laughs> makes me wear a mask on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I didn't have any ASW at the bar. And uh, after tasting it, I'm like, I don't know why in the hell I didn't and don't. Well, I do now, but I'm definitely that's going to be a staple at the bar. That's it's awesome. a damn nice bottle. So um, uh, so so without further ado, uh, we're tasting the unison right now. And we'll go through some tasting notes, but I want to hear about this CAO. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a new title. It's it's a very millennial title. Um, you, you just have to interact with more millennials and you'll you'll come across it. Um, it is actually a, uh, it's, it's marketing speak for marketing. 
right? So uh, acorns, right? They grow into oak trees, which turn into barrels, which age whiskey. So being a chief acorn officer just means sort of spreading the uh, seeds of good whiskey wherever I go. Wow. Um, there you go. So, you know, it, take, it's like a, it takes like three lines to connect the dots to, to that. But it actually arose because uh, for Halloween, we always do a, well, probably not this year, but um for the last four years running, we have done a pretty kick-ass Halloween party at the distillery. And um, we have a costume party, and my costume a couple of years ago was dressing up as a squirrel. I got a, uh, a full-on, um, uh, I guess, like head-to-toe costume. with It came with um, like two acorns that you could Velcro to you. So I was a squirrel, and our master distiller was a uh, mountain man. He brought his... Um, front-loading musket and so i was running from him all night <laughs> nice nice uh, I love so that. hence the reason the cao is uh is on the show tonight i mean that's, that's right. uh, that actually couldn't have been a better story let's just say this is damn good whiskey and we'll kill this <laughs> now because i don't know if it gets any better well that's right. well that's hold right. on hold on cal i am in raleigh which is the city of oaks so there you go that, oh i did not know that <laughs> yeah. y'all are uh that's funny we're Atlanta claims to be the city of trees, so y'all have gotten a little more specific. Yeah, we actually, for New Year's, the acorn drops. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, we've really made a connect. Like you yeah. said, there's a. It's like a the three parallels. Uh, it's. I mean, something's happening here, man. This could be magic. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm, I'm expecting. That's too strong of a word. I'm anticipating uh, the arrival of my Halloween invitation when it. Uh, w- the next time we're able to do that. There you go. I, I was about to say, I fully expect Kevin Bacon to materialize behind you. <laughs> uh, that could happen. That could happen. Good stuff. Sure enough. Um, yeah, just need another backdrop. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You gotta scroll farther to the right, and uh, and it costs more money. He'll he'll be in in a minute. Don't worry, he'll be in. Excellent. Uh, so I did, so we could do this multiple ways, Chad. But uh, so we're drinking unison. Um, you know the one thing, and and to be honest, and and I'm a little bit embarrassed. Um, and so the one reason that we did reach out to you and that we wanted to have you on the show. Uh, so I'm in Atlanta, just down the street from you. I'm in uh, in Grant Park. And uh, Dan's in Raleigh, but he spent a lot of time at my house in Atlanta yep. for I don't know I don't know why I try not to let him in too much, but uh, it, but <laughs> yep. it happened. And uh, but so we, we said, hey, we should actually start connecting with some of the uh, some of the local distilleries and and spreading the word, right? I mean, it's birdies and bourbon, and yeah, and and oddly enough, so I don't know if you can see on this side, you probably can't, which you shouldn't for the ASW uh, Georgia Hartwood, but I've got a lot of weeded bourbons back there, some of the popular names if uh, you just just you'll know the name if you sure. think about it so um and i was actually on a uh some other folks uh, social media page the other night they do a sunday night fight and they had a couple of weeded bourbons paired and one of them was weller special reserve and the other's maker's mark because they're kind yeah. of they should be equal you know in price even though most of the time they're not but uh, i'm telling you for a weeded bourbon this is damn good and it is uh, i was telling dan i was sampling this before and uh but the unison in, in itself i mean like i i would put this up against weller green label any day of the week and it wins oh, oh thank you Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so you've got unison in your glass right now. Is that what you said? I have unison in the glass. Yes. Yeah. I should Perfect. do yeah. this. That way we can. Yeah, so, that. and then I've got the bottles right here. So, um, oh, yeah, awesome. I guess before, uh, before we 
go through the the drams you've got we'll do um i'll give you a quick background um i, yeah, yeah, I know sure. we didn't get to cover everything while you're over there but basically we got our start um gosh about nine years ago at this point um and so this the very first part of this story predates me so i i'm conveying it to you as it has been relayed to me uh down through the through the ages right take it so, as a fact that's right that's right so our um our founders were Jim Chastain and Charlie Thompson, who had been roommates in college. And a few years after they graduated, uh, they realized they had a um, pretty inordinate uh, thirst for whiskey that a lot of folks uh, didn't necessarily share to that degree. So they decided to try to uh, make some of their own. Um, and so they came up with a recipe that for a, for a clear whiskey, you know, the challenge with whiskey is you either have to start with something that gets cash flow coming in the door immediately, or you have to have a boatload of money mm. uh, to be able to let whiskey just sit in barrels for a few years. Right. So they uh, they opted for the former, they decided to go with a clear whiskey that, you know, all whiskey has to spend a little bit of time in a barrel, um, but uh, with this particular class of whiskey, it was called a spirit whiskey. It was uh, very minimal time in a barrel, less than a week. And um, it was actually pretty similar to a vodka, Mm-hmm. So they partnered with a facility in Charleston to make this first product. That was called American Spirit Whiskey. And uh, that kind of start, started to get a little bit of a following here in our home state of Georgia. And with the popularity of that spirit, it gave Jim and Charlie the confidence to actually you know, go big rather than going home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this would be about five and a half years ago at this point. They ended up meeting our master distiller, Justin Manglitz. Uh, funny enough, through Jim's sister, who had been good friends with Justin in high school, Jim's sister said, I've got someone you really might want to consider. And they kind of rolled their eyes thinking, yeah, this is going to be some dude who's been teaching himself, you know, in his bathtub or something. Um, Turns out Justin, our distiller, had been the homebrew. uh, There was a homebrew supply store in downtown Athens. He was the owner of that for close to a decade, and hmm. that afforded him access to ingredients and just lots of time to really refine his craft. So by the time that they met with him, he had 15 years of experience in you know, basically making craft booze in the industry, um, and he was self-taught. So uh, that allowed him to kind of bring sort of a fresh new set of eyes to everything. So, you know, he had the experience where we weren't, we weren't going to have to throw away batches, and he had recipes dialed in. But he also wasn't he wasn't a, a an apprentice for you know one of the big bourbon distilleries or one of the big single malt scotch distilleries, so he kind of combined both those methods. So um, right around the time he joined, this was five and a half years ago, I joined as well, and then the four of us went to our seventy five best friends, and you know uh, we were like, you may be invested in stocks, you know maybe bonds, some real estate, but have you ever considered investing in a company with a high likelihood of failure? And, you know, they kind of scratched their heads and they were like, you know, it hadn't really crossed our minds. <laughs> and so uh, we gave them that opportunity. And um, fortunately, thanks to them early on and the support of folks like yourselves and uh, the whole Atlanta and, and state of Georgia community, we are um, way past the danger zone. Um, and, and as we will talk say. about, yeah, as we will talk about, we've got a number of different whiskeys hitting pretty much all different classifications, classes of whiskey um, to our name. And that is a testament to largely to Justin, our, our master distiller. He combined 
a uh, double double copper pot still setup like you'd find in Scotland making single malt scotch. Yep. He combined that with the southern innovation of grain in distillation, right? So you go to Kentucky, you go to Tennessee, you're finding distilleries are going to leave their grain solids in from mashing on into the fermentation part all the way into the stills, mm-hmm. right? And we'll touch on distillation a little bit more, but um, that is uncommon. You do not find those grain solids staying in the whole process all the way to the stills really anywhere but the south so he combined that grain in method from the south with that uh, pot still method from uh, scotch making and it ended up producing some really really fine juice and uh, so that has kind of really sets us apart I think just a lot of our spirits are uh, really kind of have this really awesome texture, uh, really robust, somewhat almost uh, like chewy uh, at some points, uh, particularly yeah. with duality double malt. So as we get more into those, we can talk about the texture, the mouthfeel. But um, that's kind of the the Reader's Digest version of how we got to, to where we are today. Well, hopefully this isn't the last time we get to do this. So uh, we uh, hopefully there's uh, like a deeper dive to some of these, you know, in uh, future shows, if you will. So we'd love to do that. So um, uh, where do you want to take us first? Yeah, I'd say uh, let's start with what's in your glass. Make it easy on you. Um, Fiddler Unison, which I kind of already flashed the bottle of earlier. Um, Fiddler is our bourbon line. All right. So the original concept behind Fiddler was we wanted one brand that allows us to showcase cool things happening across the country that we then bring in house and fiddle with. <laughs> we spent about two years. Yeah, I like that. But I like I like that you laughed at that pun. Usually uh, takes three or four drinks before people start laughing at puns. <laughs> so this was kind of a later in the evening name that we came up with. Right. Um, so. The original one, uh, Fiddler, that we released, we spent about two years looking for a unique bourbon. We found one that was 51% corn, 45% wheat, which is just crazy high wheat content, Mm -hmm. right? So you talked about Weller, you talked about Maker's Mark earlier. They sit around the 20% wheat content mark, right? So that's what caught our eye about this original bourbon um, that was from MGP. So it turns out it had originally been an overrun that another distillery had not been able to take down the full run of. So we took down the other half of it. And we, uh, the way we fiddled with it early on was we double barreled it. We took it from that original right, nice. new charred oak barrel and we put it into another new charred oak barrel. And that was the original installation of Fiddler four years ago. That had a blue label. You, don't, you won't find it anymore. Um, the, the label was kind of homespun looking because we kind of got our sea legs uh, under us as we continued on down the path. Well, as I mentioned the other day, I mean, your labels, I mean, I, you know, it's a, and I'm a, uh, I wouldn't say a label whore necessarily, but I, 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 it's like, you know, you can have some really good juice and you can have a, you know, just a shitty label and it's like, eh, I'll pass on that bottle and you don't ever get a chance to explore it, which yep. again, I mean, I, you know, I think your bottles stand out on the shelf. So sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I no. love the labels, man. No, that, that is a great point. Um, you know, I, our CEO, Jim, one of the founders, he likes to brag on the fact that we really don't do all of our labels are done in house. Um, the only thing that we have done outside of uh, our, our distillery's team is the Resurgence Rye label is a Phoenix that a really kick ass artist out of Athens, Georgia named David Hale uh, drew for or, or um, 
uh, illustrated for us. Mm-hmm. He is, um, he's done illustrations for the Avett brothers and for creature comforts, beer out of Athens. Cool. So oh, yeah, nice. he's pretty well known, yeah. but yeah, we, we keep it all in house. Um, uh, and Fiddler is one of those. So, um, the Fiddler that you've got in your glass there is the, the flagship form of Fiddler. So, you know, we, that first version, we put double barrel, then we had another version. Ultimately we settled on this version that you're drinking. Um, and that is a marriage of that high wheat bourbon with the 45% wheat with our high malt bourbon that we distill on our copper pot stills here, just across the street from Sweetwater Brewery here in Atlanta. Mm. So the, the label for that one is Burgundy. Mm. So I'll hold these mm. up side by side. And are they, so hold this, on. So are they both unison or what, what's the one? What's the Burgundy one? This one is called Fiddler Soloist. And this so, is, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have any at the time that you came and picked some up. So I got you. Sample. We just bottled yeah. it last week. But this is the first straight bourbon ever distilled in the city of Atlanta. Oh, cool. awesome. um, and and the, we actually thought it was probably the first one since Prohibition. The way we learned that it was the first straight bourbon ever distilled in Atlanta is kind of funny. Um, Georgia, in its infinite wisdom, decided to implement Prohibition 13 years before federal Prohibition. Wow. So Georgia implemented statewide Prohibition in 1907. Turns out the term straight bourbon didn't become a thing. It wasn't even a, a concept until 1909. Mm. So there was never a straight bourbon that was actually distilled in the city limits of Atlanta until we released this one, uh, Fiddler Soloist, that is on our pot stills. Very cool. So then the last one that we're also, also going to be talking about later on, uh, but just to have them all, all three together, is Fiddler Georgia Hartwood. Mm-hmm. So you basically got, this is uh, 100%, 45% wheat bourbon, Sorry, that sounded, that was like the, the anchor <laughs> hey, quote. Hey, uh, uh, 45% of the time, I get it right 100% of the time. <laughs> exactly. Hey, do, Chad, a- do not let Cal do the math. Do not let him do the math. <laughs> it's not, not going to go good. So it's basically, this is the forage bourbon that we finish on Georgia Oak. We harvested. We'll talk more about that. This is a marriage of that one we just talked about, the forage yep. bourbon, and our in-house bourbon. And then this is 100% in-house. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how our, our Fiddler bourbon lineup uh, is, is stacked up. You know, you got pretty much the full spectrum of things you could do. Most bourbon is distilled on column stills. So you're getting a column still bourbon with this one. Um, you're getting a pot still bourbon with our soloist. You're getting a marriage of the two with Fiddler Unison. So I know that was a little long-winded. That'll be the, no, that's great. the um, no, 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 no. No, we're good, man. Yeah, no, we love it. That's, uh, I mean, and, and again, that's, uh, yeah, well, sorry we were late. I mean, we were long-witted on a golf show, which you may or not may not want to listen to. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the way it goes, man. And, and, and yeah, I mean, those, those are the details that we're looking for. So, you know, so I, I got some samples and I got some proofs. Well, let, no, no, I'll hand it back to you. I, I don't, I don't have any questions right now. Let's, uh, are you sipping with us? I have a big wedding uh, weekend coming up, so I'm. Um, keeping you know my... they said. You know they said don't do it, right? No. Just kidding, just no. kidding, just no. kidding. He's, he's going to need kidding. it. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so, so um, what do you think? You said you said you liked the the unison. Now, Dan, I, are, oh, are you yeah. also sipping with us? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I shared uh, shared some samples with Dan. So uh, so again, it, it's like so heavy wheat, and uh, I didn't uh, did I didn't see a proof point on the um, on the unison. Yeah, sorry, I didn't write that on the bottle for you. Uh, unison is ninety proof, forty five percent alcohol by volume. Yeah. I was pretty close, Common. What'd you yeah. what'd y'all guess? Yeah, right around right around like 85, 90. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. You know, what's interesting is. Um, 
y'all are familiar with the the chill filtration concept right yeah yeah but, but the, aren't these non-chill that's right that's right so what i was going to say is um I don't know if it's uh, if there's still so much of a debate, but you know, a few years ago there were folks who swore by chill filtered whiskey, and then you know you had the opposite camp. And it turns out, if you do not chill filter your whiskey, you have to bottle it at usually around forty three to five forty five percent or higher, yeah. eighty six to ninety proof or higher, because what you'll see is when it gets down to about. 60 degrees or lower if it's not chill filtered and it's sitting at 80 proof you'll start to see little um it'll, it'll start to get cloudy mm. like some sediment pretty much it looks kind of like sediment yeah well, it's, it's like like in a wine you would see uh like the you'd start to see stuff floating around in there right so yeah uh, yep same concept and that's because whiskey actually has a lot of a lot of its flavor comes from proteins and lipids or mm. fatty fatty acids basically mm. and so as just like you know when you're steak cools down and the the fat kind of congeals on yeah. it right same thing is happening in that whiskey when it's getting cold is if it's below a certain proof you have these lipids that are starting to clump together mm-hmm. so um you when you're chill filtering something one of the reasons chill filtered whiskeys to my you know my preference don't taste as rich right. is because you're taking that whiskey you're cooling it way down and then you're straining out some of those lipids so you're diluting you're all the taste yeah, yeah you're, I, you're getting less taste in there. Yeah, so to your point, and Dan, I don't know what you're getting out of this thing. Well, first off, what, um, and I don't know, one, I'm surprised, I shouldn't say surprised, but a lot of people don't like to talk about uh, their whiskey being sourced, right? I mean, it's all a family secret, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and I mean, it's right. fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see that you're not afraid to say, uh, you know, that we're, you know, we're getting some stuff from MGP. I don't know that Unison is necessarily. I think you're, I think you're, is this all in-house or are you, is this still sourced? The, the Georgia Hartwood we'll try later on is 100% MGP that we finish on the Georgia Oak. Okay. Um, and and what about the that, Unison? The Unison is a marriage of the two, the right, MGP right, okay. and our in-house. And then the Soloist is 100% in-house. Yeah. And then everything else we're talking about tonight is, and everything else we make is uh, 100% in-house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think if you're making good shit, just because you're taking something that somebody else cooked up and you're putting it together and it turns into great juice. I mean, like, no kidding, man. Like I would take this over a green label any day. I mean, this is what you're talking about with the kind of the, I don't, I'm going to say the word tannins, but with the fats or, and it's kind of oily. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got, yep. a, it's got a great mouth coat and this is not going to be the best. I shouldn't say the best. There are different ones in the, in, in the lot that we have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is fantastic, man. And what's it retail for 35 bucks a bottle, give or take baby. 34 99. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is fantastic. It, it's uh, and what's the rye content on this one? Uh, zero rye. Yeah, so really? Well, uh, let me take that back. It's, you know, you've got your 51% corn, mm-hmm. 45% wheat, 4% mm-hmm. malted barley. That mm-hmm. is the MGP portion of it. Mm-hmm. And then the in-house portion is 56 corn and then 44% various malts, one of which is malted rye. Yeah, so I- in, in terms of its rye, it's probably sitting at around 6% rye content in there that's crazy i'm getting some uh, because i'm definitely getting like some spearminty kind of i don't know maybe it's just my nose and i'm looking for it but i'm I'm getting like some minty like i was like if i were drinking like a not a high proof rye but if i were drinking a medium proof rye i mean i would say this is kind of what i would get i mean it's it's i'm getting some rye notes in here but it's low proof or low count in rye i get spearmint i get a little raisin a little black cherry 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, that particularly that mint content uh, lends itself very well to a lovely May sipper, the mint julep. Mm. Ah, nice. Yeah. Good play. Good play. Um, All right. Well, we can't, uh, we can't drink all night if we don't keep drinking. So um, (laughs) exactly. um, While we're pouring, we're going to pour resurgence rye. I think that's, uh, that was the next, uh, next best thing. Yeah. You go ahead. Yeah. Awesome. Go ahead, bud. Yeah. So, um, with resurgence, back when we were kind of forming this idea to build out, you know, our whiskey distillery uh, right in the heart of Atlanta, we really liked rye. I mean, you know, bourbon was experiencing a real resurgence, and, and rye was to a lesser degree. But um, the first thing that we really asked Justin if he could if he could make if he had a recipe in mind was for a rye, and he said, "Yeah, um, not only hmm. do I have a recipe, it's it's a really unique one." So most ryes that y'all are familiar with are yeah. just cousins of bourbon, yeah. right? Yeah, so sure. bourbon has to be at least 51% corn. And then usually, except with the occasional weeded bourbon, um, usually that second grain is rye, right? Rye just kind of flips that, that recipe requirement and says it has to be 51% or more rye. And in a lot of cases, your second ingredient is corn. So it's just a cousin of bourbon, right? The, the, really unique thing about resurgence is this is actually an old Appalachian style rye that the old Pogue distillery, uh, developed way before, um, prohibition. So old Pogue has since been revived, but for years it was mothballed. And before it was mothballed, they came out with a 100% malted rye, what is called a rye malt whiskey, but it, it drinks a lot like a rye. So, um, resurgence rye, we distill from 100% malted rye on our copper pot stills. And what you're doing when you're malting a grain is, is all right. So you imagine your field of rye in, um, you know, somewhere in North Georgia, right? Yep. When you harvest that grain, you can do one of two things. You can immediately throw that grain in your mash cooker and start cooking it down to distill with it. That's what almost all ryes on the market do. The other thing you can do is you can take that that rye grain, you can moisten it, and it sprouts, kind of like your fifth grade lima bean experiment, right? And that sprouting process is known as malting. So all of single malts mm. are made by virtue of this, this malting process. They just do it with barley. Mm. So this one, it takes that rye grain, it sprouts it by moistening it. And what that does, that, that malting process, is it's concentrating the sugars in that grain. Mm. And ultimately they, they stop that growing, that germination process by drying it out with a kiln. And so it's, it's concentrating the uh, sugars, like I mentioned, but it also, because uh, we use some chocolate malted rye, which just means it's roasted longer, kind of like when you roast coffee beans longer, they get a little yep. uh, more, a little richer or whatever. Same thing is going on here. Um, it's got kind of a, almost like a roasty, like graham cracker quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of chocolate in there mm-hmm. as well that I, I really love. And Resurgence really put us on the map for craft distilling. Because Fiddler Unison uh, was the first spirit we released. Resurgence was the next up. And by virtue of it just being so unique for a rye, it really uh, captivated Atlanta. I can, yeah. That nose, um, I could do that nose all day long. That's fantastic. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I don't know if um, 
Actually, I don't even know. I, I know Dan has never done this, but uh, I don't know, Chad, if you've ever been on a farm where you've cut fresh alfalfa hay. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's a particular, right? It's not fescue. It's not Kentucky blue. Like it's alfalfa. And I get like fresh cut alfalfa on the nose on this one. So, you know, yeah. I, I almost went to kind of the, so you were talking, you were kind of leading me down a road of, um, of like a mushroomy kind of, uh, I'm going to say musty, which if you're, if you're a drinker, it musty is not bad. If you're drinking rye whiskeys, I mean, that's actually a good note. Yeah. Uh, and I was going musty, but, and I'm getting kind of that, uh, you know, once the haze lay in there to cure before you bail it, I'm kind of getting that alfalfa, you know, it's, it's not, it's not mildewy. It's not moldy. And you got to turn it before it does do that. But yeah, I'm getting uh, definitely getting like, um, uh, so you, and we did get a chance to lean over, uh, you know, any vats there, but if you've kind of leaned, you know, if you've been on a distillery tour and you've leaned over the mash, uh, the mash vat, when it's kind of fermenting in the process, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm getting a lot of that, you know, it's kind of fresh and young, yep. Yep. but, but then just on the nose, but it's not fresh and young on the palate for sure. Yeah. It, um, some people say it reminds them of freshly baked bread. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rye me, bread for sure, yeah. Yep. Yeah, to me, I also get some uh, some honey notes mm-hmm. uh, on, on the the nose. Yeah, the, there's something I want to revisit this one because there's something it's um, uh, there's something I can't find on the nose. I, I'll tell you what. It, to be honest, I, I'm what I'm getting in my mind is I almost smell moonshine on the nose. Mm. I mean, well, not I've got a bottle of moonshine and I can smell it and I got to pull back from it immediately, yeah. but I get like a hint of moonshine on the back end, but the good sweet part of the moonshine, it, not mm. the bitter, like it's, alcohol. It's part. not the moonshine you're getting. It's just the, the fruitier notes and that, that yeah. citrusy kind of notes. Right. I, I yeah. think that's what you're talking about. I and mean, you can get that with moonshine because you know, that kind of thing, but that's what you're getting is that those lighter notes or whatnot. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good nose. Yeah. I could just sit around and sniff for this a while. Let's just s'mores. You should do s'mores every, with this. For every once in a while on the nose, it's going to sound weird, but every once in a while on the nose, I get like apricot. Yep. Yep. No, yeah, yeah. The, okay, so that's that's my moonshine yeah. nose that I'm getting. That's like yep. the you know, and when I say moonshine, people are going to be like, oh, moonshine. But it's not the it's not the alcohol part of moonshine. It's actually the part of the moonshine that's kind of sweet, mm-hmm. but it's also a little bit bitter. If that's a, I don't know if bitter's the right word. It's not bitter, but it's just it's not it's it's bittersweet kind of. Yeah. yeah, 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 a little chocolatey for mm-hmm. sure. Yep, very good. Yeah, it's tasty, man. That's that's a that's a that's a good one right there, man. Yeah. I bet that makes a, I mean, I could think of a few cocktails, but I don't even know why I need to make a cocktail with that. That's, it makes a kick-ass Manhattan. I'm, yeah, I'm very partial to Manhattan. Yeah. Two parts yeah. of Resurgence, one part Dolan Rouge, throw some orange Angostura bitters in there and garnish it with a lemon peel. I drink huh. that every day. Over I, I a campfire with s'mores, right? There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I heard our next one is a uh, cocktail hour with ASW and Chad. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, well, that's fantastic. So hold on. Let us, uh, let us take a breather for a second. We don't want to keep you all night, but, yeah. uh, but you know, the, for the folks that are listening. So sorry, just getting a sip of water so I can um, somewhat enunciate my words in my best Tennessee accent. <laughs> um, I know, and all these guys are UGA guys, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Tennessee fan. I don't know how it's going to go. I didn't bring that up. Let's keep it quiet. <laughs> so, so where I was going with you this? Know, you're was, a Kisner so, fan. You're, you're, so, a, Pat, you're yeah. a Pat Reed fan. Well, I am a definitely a Pat Reed fan. So, yeah, Chad, are you a golfer at all? 
how do you stomach that orange that they made you wear up there? That's, that's oh. all I got to ask. <laughs> I didn't go to school. I wasn't smart enough or uh, uh, I didn't have good enough grades to go to school there. I just grew up in East Tennessee. And uh, trust me, in the hills of Tennessee, there's nothing else on TV. Except, yep. You know, come, uh, I mean, that's all you get. So you just, uh, you learn to be a fan. You don't have to be a fan. You just learn to be a fan. So yep. th- there you go. What part of, uh, what part of East Tennessee? Uh, so I'm from Greene County. Uh, so, uh, the, well, I, yeah, the closest town. So Tri Cities ish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah. Johnson City, you familiar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So that that area. Yeah. Cool man. Uh, yeah, it's a great place to grow up and a, a good place to be from. Yep. Uh, and, 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 a, and, and a great place to go back and visit. So most of my family's still there. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome up there. It's a, it's a good spot. Uh, I, uh, I was up there a couple of years ago, um, went to a great barbecue restaurant in Kingsport. Uh, mm. I forget the name of it, but, um, oh, Kingsport yeah. had a cool little, cool little thing going on. And that what's that brewery there. Uh, yeehaw. Oh, yeehaw. Yeah. Yeah. That place is, yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get those guys on the show. Uh, yeah. yeah, Yeehaw. We stopped by a few more places, you know, so, uh, we're connecting with some people from my hometown. So again, I live in Atlanta. I'm trying to reach out to Atlanta folks like yourself, you know, to promote. And, uh, you know, likewise, I'm originally from there. So we're connecting with some, some, uh, some folks up there. So that's great. The sugar lands and all that stuff. So just, uh, too much of the moonshine stuff. Like I had to drink that as a kid growing up (laughs) and, and uh, doesn't sit well with me anymore. <laughs> yeah, People are like, oh, I can't drink tequila. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can't drink moonshine. <laughs> it's like I can and I always keep a bottle around, but it's like, whoo, stuff's rough. Yep. Uh, so, yep. I say, so, uh, so back to ASW though. Um, so I, yeah. I came into your place. I talked a little about it when we uh, just started, but uh, you guys have got an awesome tasting room. And, uh, and number two, I mean, I'm like, bullshit. They've got an Airstream sitting back here. And so I, I, you're, you're probably like, why is that guy driving? The, the, he can't get out that way. Why is driving around so i had to check out the airstream i'm assuming you take that to it's like a show thing where you go do tastings and stuff or what's the airstream for um we wish that would be really really cool uh we are unfortunately not allowed to serve anywhere because uh, it's booze yeah room. yeah so um we actually do open it up for private events and on oh. you know big event days we we can serve out of that over there in our parking lot That's okay cool. um so it becomes an auxiliary bar That's particularly cool. actually we're getting right into the the time of year when it's perfect because we got as you saw we have that fire pit over there yeah. so people will you sit back and just order from that airstream bar and sit around the fire very cool. And you got that, is that a, was that an international scout setting out front? It sure was. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, I'm, I'm assuming it runs. Well, but, and hey, so but here's the thing. I didn't see any logos on it or labels. You'd taken all of them off. It looked like, unless uh, I missed I, them. I think we got one right on the door. Okay. Well, but again, I mean, I looked at it and I'm like, you know, cause most people would look at that and they'd be like, Oh, that's an old Bronco. Oh, and I'm like, nah, no, no, that's a, that's a scout. Yeah, for sure. It. Right. So yeah. And, and I'm assuming it's uh, like you, is it, is it moving around? Yeah. Yeah. It runs, runs well. It, um, the, the chief know, acorn officer drive, that's his, uh, that's his company vehicle. <laughs> it doesn't get good enough gas mileage to really take it outside of a five mile radius. Gotcha. But it's, uh, we've definitely, we took it up to a festival, um, last fall, actually almost exactly a year ago, really kick-ass festival just outside of Athens. Um, which one was had, it? Uh, I'm, I, why am I blanking on the name of it? It, uh, had like, like shovels and rope came through. Cool. Okay. And, awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we took it up there. It was a big field party effectively. Yeah. Uh, nice. Right over the line in Oglethorpe County. 
Well, we're in Atlanta. We're lucky. We've got a good hero squad that'll uh, help you out on the side of the road. It's just, but, <laughs> exactly. but I don't know what they're going to do with a scout, man. They may pull at me like, shit, I, I, should I call you a tow truck? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't so know true. how to do that. Yeah, but your tasting room is awesome. And I don't know, uh, this may be as good a time as any, if you want to kind of plug your tasting room yeah. and what your hours are. I mean, I know COVID, um, I'm sure. I don't. Did you guys get into the um, hand sanitizer business at all? Yeah, that was a, a real boon for uh, about three months. Um, we, you know, we, we ended up partnering initially with Cox Communications here in Atlanta. Um, yeah. And they, they basically commissioned, I don't know how much, but thousands of, uh, or I, I can't remember the exact number, but thousands of gallons worth of hand sanitizer. And then we ended up partnering with other local companies like um, Jamestown, you know, Pont City Market. Yep, they, yep, sure. there. Yeah. Um, they bought quite a bit. Awesome. And then we're, what that allowed us to do is it allowed us to give over a thousand gallons away as well to first responders and local hospitals and, and schools and whatnot. So, you know, doesn't a thousand gallons sounds, you know, cool, but when you actually put it in context, that is about 60,000 uh, Purell bottles worth Man, of, wow. that we were able to donate. So that was, that was really, really cool. Um, and it, it was, we always talk about how tight knit the community is in Atlanta. And that was just case in point right there is it was, it just, we were trying to do the neighborly thing and, and help out. And we had corporate sponsors who were helping us out, which allowed us to be able to then donate a lot. So, um, yeah, that for three months, our, uh, tasting room was completely requisitioned. Uh, if you'd come two months ago, it would have been, would have looked look like a, like a war zone almost. Um, just cause <laughs> you know, we had plastic bottles everywhere with the hand right. sanitizer and labels like on people's faces and stuff. Um, but we have since moved, that's been scaled down since, uh, you know, other companies kind of scaled up and met the demand so that the, the rest of the hand sanitizer operation is in uh, a little corner, sort of in the back area. And now we have just recently reintroduced tours and tastings by reservation only on mm -hmm. Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So prior to uh, the pandemic up to March, you know, we were every Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Um, now we're just doing Saturdays and we do a one o'clock slot and a three thirty slot. And we have, a f as, as Cal, as you saw, we have about three big tables that groups can sort of yep. sit at that. We've also got a front porch that people can just come and have a drink outdoors. Um, and then we, we do our, we're doing two tours per Saturday right now um, on the uh, pretty much on the half hour at uh, I guess it would be at one thirty and four. Mm. It's cool. on their website, ASWDistillery.com. Cool. I mean, check yeah. them out. I guess ASWDistillery.com, right? Yep, you got it. And then you're at ASW Distillery uh, on Instagram. I don't think there's any underscores or anything. Correct. Yeah, it's ASW Distillery on all the yep. on all forms of social media except for MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, wait a minute. You're still, you're still using my, whoa, hey, oh, that, that's, that's for the next show. We can't talk about that on this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but a hey, awesome place. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'd never been there up until, uh, you know, last week and, uh, yeah, it's a great venue. Great, uh, great space. I want that elk that's, uh, sitting over on the left-hand <laughs> side of the bar. Oh, I don't need that one, but I want one like it kind of, mm -hmm. and I don't want, I don't want to shoot her. I've got this fake Buffalo and, uh, and no, I, and, and no, I'm not vegan. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not fake because of that reason, but, uh, exactly. 
Uh, all right, man, let's, uh, so here's the, I don't know if this is the, it's not the one I'm most excited to get into, but I want to get into this double malt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So duality has been, um, a big success with bourbon drinkers we have found. Um, and it wouldn't, you might not at first think that. So one of the things that we were trying to do with craft distilling is we took a look at kind of what had worked and, you know, maybe what, what didn't work quite as much over the years with breweries and wineries. And so, um, one of the things that we really loved with what wineries do is, um, kind of branding everything separately. So like one winery will have labels of maybe like a Zinfandel and a Cabernet Sauvignon that you don't even realize are related. Um, so we took the same approach with our, our branding. So all of our brands are cousins, not siblings, as we like to say. So, you know, you saw Fiddler Bourbon, we already touched on. Resurgence Rye has totally different artwork. Duality Double Malt. Um, the concept with duality is we realized, you know, when we realized we couldn't out-bourbon Kentucky, right? There are a bunch of distilleries in Kentucky doing really kick-ass bourbon, um, so we, we knew we needed to have bourbon, it being such a big category of whiskey here in the South, but we also wanted to do some experiments and just see what sticks. So duality was an experiment gone right. So we, Justin took, uh, 50% malted rye and remember resurgence is 100% malted rye. So he took half of resurgence basically, and then took 50% malted cherry smoked malted barley kind of like a single malt, and he distilled them together, mashed, fermented, distilled them together. And as far as we know, it is the world's first double malt. Mm. So, you know, in, in the sense that we're taking two different types of malt and distilling them together. And just the way that craft breweries 20 years ago, you know, they didn't uh, try to outlogger Budweiser. They started introducing big new flavor profiles, and that's kind of how craft beer took off. We took the same approach with duality, and so it drinks really uniquely. Right. So it, it starts off like a rye, it has that nice stone fruit, some nice rye spice. But and then it finishes with a really, for me, just a, a, a delicious, kind of almost barbecuish smoke character to it. Mm -hmm. um, that is, uh, it really hits the spot for me. It is, I, I drink it every day I'm alive. Um, <laughs> and it, it, uh, you, you just told me you were saving up for a wedding, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm going to have some later on. Uh, and you also, you gotta, for, you gotta remember, we, uh, we have our, um, daily rations as well at the distillery. Right? So what oh. you're saying is you you've already been drinking and, 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 and this is being recorded. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all good. So, um, th so this is heavy, heavy. Oh, I've got a lot of leather on this thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so I was excited to Tobacco. get it. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I'm kind of getting into a, um, I, like, uh, not a peated scotch, but I, it, just in my mind, I'm thinking I'm getting like, I mean, and from the, you know, I was reading about you guys. So I already had some interpretations of where we were going to go. And I'm thinking this is going to be a unpeated kind of scotch, uh, whiskey is a kind of the direction I was going. Yeah, probably its closest analogy, closest um, sparring partner would be High West Campfire. Mm. Um, reminds yep. me a little there bit There you of go. That. Yeah, perfect. And it was one of the reasons Duality has been so successful for us is every year uh, we submit products to what some consider to be the most prestigious uh, spirits competition in the U.S., which mm -hmm. is San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Yeah, sure. Yep. 
And in, back in 2018, uh, we submitted Duality amongst a couple other spirits, and Duality ended up winning a double gold medal. Wow. So that meant that all 40 judges had awarded it a gold. So like a, a gold medal winner can be, you know, 21 judges awarded a gold and 19 awarded a silver and it'll it'll win a gold to win a double gold it has to be unanimous golds by all the judges Mm. it was george's first ever double gold medal winning whiskey so um right after that it it started to take off and it has it hasn't looked back since then cal i think this would get tattersall away from some of his scotch man i know i do too for sure (laughs) i mean this is like uh i mean this is a good solid well here's the thing if you're trying to introduce somebody to uh, uh the whiskey world I wouldn't say that this is necessarily the way to do it. If you're trying to expand your palate in the whiskey world, I mean, this is a good heavy. What's the, I didn't get, uh, get a proof on this one. Can you share? Yeah, this one's 88 proof, 44% alcohol by volumes. Really? It's, yeah. uh, it, it drinks. I mean, not, not, not in an alcohol punchy way. I'm just saying like in a mouthfeel mm-hmm. and a, Hotter. like my, I'm getting like a lot of, uh, a lot of cinnamon in my mouth, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, which yeah, I mean, this one is like oily and non-chill filtered still, I'm assuming, right? Everything's non-chill filtered. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this thing is like, um, like if you're a, a whiskey person and, uh, I don't know, what would you make this in? Like, uh, uh, like a whiskey and soda, I guess you could. I, I don't know why you would want to dilute it down, but I mean, you absolutely could. I mean, it's thick enough that it holds up and withstands, uh, you know, a cut. So, you know, interestingly, in Japan, uh, one of the ways they drink high end whiskey is in highballs. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, yep. And uh, so I, I actually experimented with that. And of all of our whiskeys, Duality makes the best highball hmm. um, because it really accentuates. Not only the smoke characteristic, but there's, um, you mentioned the leather that yeah. comes through, but there's also kind of like this cool cedar and like cranberry aspect to it that really rises. Uh, I would to, imagine. Uh, yeah. If you have what you cut it a little bit, I mean, it probably really busts it and opens. Yeah. I mean, so I, I hadn't tasted this one, uh, but yeah, I mean, this thing kind of sitting around and a few and some water in it. I mean, I could see it really. So I, I, uh, I'm not a good golfer. I play a lot of golf and I don't chew tobacco, but if I did, I would imagine this is what tobacco tastes like on a golf course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, this is probably our best cigar pairing whiskey too. There you well, go. There I you mean, go. it's like, if you put a nice, uh, uh, Fuente, uh, you know, kind of a, I would pair this with actually a very a mild cigar, like a Romeo E Juliet, like, um, yep. Uh, you know, something uh, in the, you could do this. I mean, a strong pour with a Hemingway. And uh, I mean, this would just kind of set you free. I mean, this would complement a nice light cigar, easy smoke, um, good smoky whiskey. I mean, this would be perfect, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is, you hit that, that birdie on 18 to win the tournament and it's Ola. Oh, we're, we're, hey, you need to send. I'll see. If I'll send you Miguel, Miguel, and Hell Jimenez. I'll send you his address if you'll send him a bottle and put one of my stickers in it. Just telling you. Miguel would love this. We're, we're, he would love it, and we're trying to get him on the show so bad. Anyway, we've digressed, so I don't want to move. Hold on. So I, I gotta, I gotta rinse after that one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, uh, that, that's a. Um, that's a really good one. I mean, it's good, Stellar. but it, it is, I, I really just smoked, 
I smoked a great cigar. Tobacco for sure. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's uh, I mean, that would be so if you're so for the people that are listening and Chad, I hope we're not keeping you too long. But uh, but uh, like if you were going to do like uh, an infused uh, bourbon. So I'm into blending things and I like to blend like different uh, whiskeys and bourbons and things kind of keep them running. But if you were going to do a bacon infused bourbon or bacon infused mm. whiskey. This yep. would be mm. a fantastic bacon infused whiskey and yep. you could sweeten it up a little bit. I mean, this would go on pancakes like nobody's business with some maple syrup <laughs> and bacon. Let it sit for in a, you know, get get a small little uh, drum or a small barrel and let that stuff sit. I mean, if you guys coin that and uh, you have a new label, we at least want a bottle pick with a discount. Yeah. <laughs> a barrel pick, he means. I, mean, I thought you were about to ask for royalties. That, that's who you do when somebody comes up with an idea. I'm just saying a bottle. Bottle. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even getting greedy. Well, yeah, we, we will guarantee you a bottle of that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's like a never-ending bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> free, free refills, yeah. Right, right, Mulligan. Exactly. Mulligan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the Mulligans we can eat. Uh, all right, so we're uh, we're working our way through these. That double law, man, that is that's that's really fun. good. That's that really good. good. All right, so we're going to uh, we're saving the best one for. Well, I don't know if we're saving the best one for last, but we're going to go to. Um, so, Chad, real quick, when you yeah. came on board with these guys, which one did you taste first? Was it the first one we tasted the unison? Well, none of this was released. None of this, so when I came on board, all we had is the clear whiskey okay, that is almost like said. a substitute for vodka. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, part of the reason we have so many products. So we will, by the end of tonight, we will have tasted five different products, Mm -hmm. two bourbons, a rye, Mm -hmm. a double malt and a single malt. But we also have a heavily peated single malt. We have a quad malt. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have an Irish style whiskey uh, called Druid Hill. Part of the reason we have so many different types of whiskey is because every single person at every, as every single one of the partners uh, has a different uh, preferred type of whiskey. Sure. Okay. So like, uh, Jim and Charlie really love rye. Um, Charlie's favorite is actually probably duality these days. Uh, Justin, our master distiller, he loves, uh, lightly peated single malts and Irish style whiskeys. Uh, I personally love, um, lightly and heavily peated single malts. So we really have something not only for everyone in terms of the consumer, but everyone at the distillery as well. Yeah. I am blown away. It's great, man. Yep. Yeah, I was wondering awesome. what, what got you hooked, but you're like, you're like, Hey, you know what? I, I just, I, I started working for Uber and they blew up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this, Justin had a, a couple bottles of, uh, stuff that, you know, who knows where it was distilled, but, um, his single malt back then was the thing that really knocked my socks off. Oh, cool. Um, and that one, the one that I tried then ended up being the very first iteration of the product we're about to talk about next. Cool. Look at that. Hey, yeah. professional segue. Yeah, look at that segue. <laughs> so what we're about to talk about is uh, what is a, it's a series of limited single malts called Americonic, right? So I've got the last iteration of that. This is this one was called Burns Night. And so every single one of these different releases has a different sub name. So you can see up here at the top, there, uh, it says Americonic. All that is is Scottish Gaelic for the word American. Mm-hmm. That's a Google Translate special. Um, but <laughs> we realized that nobody could pronounce that, so we shrunk that way down and started emphasizing the the different release name. Cool. So this one that I'm holding is called Burns Night. 
It takes its name from uh, Scottish poet Robbie Burns. Every year there's an annual celebration of his life and poetry in January, which is just really an excuse to drink whiskey with friends in January after the holidays. So this one took its name from that. The one that we're trying with y'all is called Optic Promise. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the reason uh, the, the, the um, I guess, basis for its name is we took two different types of malted barley, uh, Optic and Golden Promise, and we just thought Optic Promise sounded pretty badass. It's almost sort of like Optimus Prime. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, so that's where we got that name from. And but this one, this is cask strength that you're going to be trying. And honestly, we tried it with one of our virtual whiskey tastings about three months ago, and it had a ton of bourbon character to me. It almost tasted like Stag, Stag mm. Jr. Um, just a ton of like salted caramel and toffee and baking spices uh and particularly at cask strength those flavors really come through so uh i'll let y'all kind of savor it cal is a big fan of stag we compare stag stag. to the terrell hatton professional golfer of bourbon or or of whiskey i'm a a great fan i mean all stags are good yeah Screwed this He's like, you don't get off the shelf that often. When you do, it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, when he shows oh, up, he shows good. up. That's got a good nose, too. Yeah. So this one is, uh, I'm trying to recall. This one's about 113 proof. What we're trying. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yep, sorry. Yep. Yep. We're 113. You're going to leave it at 113, right? We are. Yep. We're releasing it October 3rd from the distillery uh, on that day. And then by mid-October, it will be in select uh, bottle shops around the metro Atlanta area. Mm. Now, that said, um, probably a good opportunity to mention, other than Optic Promise, which actually might end up being on there as well, everything we've talked about is on the Sealbox online platform. Uh, that's oh, yeah, yeah. S-E-E-L-B-A-C-H-S.com. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I may have interrupted you. So, uh, so yeah, so we, uh, we tagged on Instagram with, uh, when we posted you and we'll be sure to post plenty of these, uh, before we release these clips, this, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, there'll be plenty. Uh, but, uh, you want to run through, uh, how do they find you? And for, so for the listeners and, and what can they find, can they find everything? And, uh, does it ship to every state? Do you know all the details? Yeah, so it's sealbox.com, S-E-E-L-B-A-C-H-S.com. Uh, actually, I was talking with Blake, the owner over there, and he said he's coming on y'all's show yep. uh, in the not-too-distant future. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, once you get to their site, if you just go to the search bar and you type in ASW Distillery, you'll find all of our products. And everything we are talking about tonight is on their platform, with the exception of the one we're sampling right now, Optic Promise. And that will be on their platform once it's released. So call it mid-October. It'll be on their platform as well. And they're awesome. They ship they ship to about half the states in the union. Um, I can't recall off the top of my head exactly which states, but um, I think it's pretty simple to find out once you're on their site. Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't took a look. I, I don't actually order many boo, much booze offline or online. I shouldn't say offline. Online or maybe it's <laughs> offline. Uh, but I, I don't order a lot of booze. I just kind of uh, go around collecting. 
but no, yeah, it's a great option. As you, as you, can, great as option. you can tell, but it, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great option to, uh, to order online. And, and I did look and they did have some things. So I'm, uh, definitely going to check out a few things that they had. I thought it was uh, a great, it looked like it was an easy process. Uh, I'm going to go through that and yeah, I mean, good that you're talking. I can't believe Blake said that he and I were talking. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's uh, all good. So Chad, no, it's a good, no, 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 it's no, a no, 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 cask strength single barrel of duality double bond. oh he's he's gonna be uh, in for a treat why, why didn't get one of those <laughs> he's in for a treat <laughs> now Ch- chat so do you guys see that as um as opening up even more uh, in the coming years in terms of like the number of states you guys can reach through that and has it grown that much it seems to me like you know with the wine side of the business it used to be kind of like where maybe you guys are now where it wasn't as many states you could hit in terms of like an e-commerce kind of play but then that's kind of opened up even more and more and now it seems like it's happening with the the, your kind of spirit it's happening more where it's it's becoming more um allowed and i think that's going to continue but i mean covid may have even helped that you know what do you think about that um for us personally and some anecdotes that i've read um COVID accelerated Mm -hmm. innovation in a number of different, uh, sort of channels, one of which is e-commerce. So yeah, it, what we probably would have by the end of this year been partnered with uh, an e-commerce platform, Mm -hmm. but when, when the pandemic started back in March, I mean, it really accelerated that process. So instead of taking six more months to kind of partner and maybe taking it slow to start with, we immediately partnered with Sealbox and hit the ground running. And, uh, we've, they've been a great partner to us. They, they're actually, their focus is craft distilleries and craft spirits. Mm -hmm. So, um, we're right in their wheelhouse and they have been a a very proactive partner. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you may have to go. I don't know. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but if you can stay for another minute or two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this, um, optic promise. Yeah. It, not just because it's unreleased. I mean, this is not planned. I mean, other than I picked this stuff up and he's like, Hey, you're going to dog me out of the show. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> we're going to give you a platform to exploit your brand. It's, I shouldn't exploit bad. We're going to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, give, give your brand, uh, you know, an hour or so to, uh, you know, tell me what you got or tell the listeners what you've got. And sure. I mean, this shit is, uh, you know, oddly, it, what's that, what's the mash bill on this? And do you know, and if you don't, you don't have to tell me. And it's, we can bring that up later. It's split evenly between optic malt and golden promise malt. So it's 100% malted barley and two different types of malted barley mm. within that. It's really I'm good. getting this crazy still, like uh, what I guess uh, wouldn't resurge it, but unison maybe. Uh, I'm getting this crazy rye stuff coming in there, man. Yeah, it doesn't it, surprise me. I mean, it definitely has um, a lot of pepper. Some, yeah, has some like rye spice to mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I, I was um, er, earlier this week. I was really getting some, um, some like cask strength bourbon characteristics mm-hmm. as well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's, but it doesn't. So just like we, what were you we drinking earlier? We were drinking. Um, I'm counting again, but uh, we were on uh, we were on resurgence. That's uh, 86 proof, and it the resurgence smelled stronger than 86, uh, but this smells weaker than 113. And neither of them and the resurgence drank stronger than 86, 
and this drinks lighter than 113, which I, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm complimenting both. I, th- I think it's a good play on, uh, you know, on the way you're blending. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess clarification. Yeah. We're, uh, that what you have right there is not blended at all. That is, uh, just straight out of the barrel. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So it's uh, cask strength, single barrel, which is, um, when we release it in October, it will not be a single barrel, but it will be cask strength. So yeah, it, it sips, uh, you know, that's a testament to Justin. He made, he took really tight cuts mm-hmm. on this, this one. So it was just a very clean spirit that went into a barrel. So, um, it, it drinks very, very, uh, smoothly for being 113 proof. But it's it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. yeah so if, if things go well, uh, can we get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you signed up. Bottles, That's bottles yeah. of this we'll give, one. Of this, one. we'll give you the we'll give you the friends and family. He seems premium. like he likes everything, Chad. He likes yeah, everything. Well, no, I mean, well, I can find something to like about everything. But I'm saying, like, I mean, it's when you're going single barrel, it's always single barrel roulette, right? I mean, said uh, Mickey Pinstripe said it best, and and you never know what you're going to get, and it could be it it will never be bad, probably, but it always could be better. And I mean, mm. this is a I mean for one thirteen. Mm. Great balance. I mean, this is, it, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't argue with this at any point in time. I know, right? Even yeah, on the oh. first, even on the first pour. Yeah, great we balance. Are, we are so. very excited about that. One. Yep. So that that actually is a great point. Um, the one of the other releases in that line, that Americanic line, is called Maris Otter, and because each of these is sort of a one-off, you know, once. Once one of them is done, we really don't have it again. But Maris Otter at this year's San Francisco World Spirits Competition, which is that you know prestigious uh, awards uh, competition that we talked about earlier, Maris Otter won Best Craft Whiskey uh, in the U.S. So um, this, the one that you're trying right now, is the the next one, and we think it'll probably win Best Craft Whiskey in the U.S. at next year's San Francisco um, because it, its flavor profile is not that dissimilar from Maris it's, Otter. It's, yeah, I don't doubt it, man. You're right. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, this is uh, it's again, once again, I mean, it's um, it's ignorance on my part because I don't know what's on the shelf, and I'm kind of going to. Um, uh, when I said earlier that I hadn't tried ASW before. Yeah. And no, re- for no reason other than probably marketing or whatever, whatever people are talking about. I, I didn't go down the road of ASW just for, you know, it's like, I, I just steered clear. And, and that's why we're doing this to share with people that, I mean, this is, um, four good, uh, drinks, man. I mean, you should definitely try them. Yeah. 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 Well, Blown away by it, man. I, 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 I'm from Raleigh, never heard of you guys before in terms of, uh, you know, Cal did a great job of uh, connecting and my goodness gracious. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. I can see why you're winning the awards and man, we're going to, we're going to be ta- touting this stuff for sure. Yep. Thank y'all. Mm-hmm. You want to uh, talk briefly about the last dram of the night? Uh, uh, yeah. Which, I've, I've already poured it and smelling. Which, which, I, I did sample it. So which one is uh, it? Which one is it? Uh, Heartwood. Oh, the Heartwood. Yeah. I got that one. Yeah. Yeah, so last but not least, we got the for the, the record, Chad. We left we left you an out. We did leave you an out, so you, you stuck around. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this kind of we we touched on it earlier. Um, this one is the forty five percent weeded bourbon, um, and pretty cool. Our master distiller, he actually lives about an hour, a little over an hour north of Atlanta, up in uh, rural Georgia. He's got a farm up there. And back in 2015, 
he and his dad harvested three white oak trees in Jackson County, Georgia. Uh, they split up the heartwood from the sapwood and ended up uh, shaving down the heartwood into staves uh, about the size of, um, I don't know, about yay big. Mm-hmm. And uh, one by two. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, he seasoned that for over a year and then he hand chars those staves mm. and slots anywhere from 20 to 25 of them down into the barrel for the last few months of aging. And then we bottle it at cask strength. And this is our, our original single barrel program uh, product. Mm-hmm. So every, every bottle you'll buy is from a single barrel. Oh, very um, cool. This particular one y'all are trying. Um, did I write the proof on there? You did. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I do have. I have 58.2, okay. but I don't have bottle. a proof, but I don't yeah. have a proof. I only got uh, the percent alcohol. Yeah. So 116.4. Um, so this one won a gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And this one really, when you ter- talk I'm about- I'm surprised it didn't win seven. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, when you talk about you know what has really been getting some of the local bourbon groups excited, Fiddler Georgia Hartwood was the original one that started um, raising, probably elevating our name within yeah. some, some real bourbon drinkers. And then from there, it was uh, duality, cask strength, and resurgence cask strength. But Fiddler Georgia Hartwood, um, if you are a bourbon drinker, particularly a weeded bourbon drinker, it, it really hits It hits doesn't, you doesn't want. nose anywhere near like a 116. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree? This has the weakest. I I should say. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. on. Let me. Let me. I I recant. I recant. I recant. Um, This has um, less of an alcohol nose than anything I've nosed so far today. I mean, I, I almost get no alcohol on the nose, actually, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's like I put this to my nose and I don't actually get uh, and it's not because I've been drinking. I mean, <laughs> my nose is not numb. I think it is. I mean, I've, but no, I, but I'm saying I've got to go deep in the glass to get no, alcohol. I'm, just this thing. I'm, I'm saying it doesn't nose that hot for sure. Yeah. And I've got to go deep in the glass and it, it so knows another 116. I could pour you uh, old granddad 114 and you could put it close to your nose. And, and I love old granddad 114. And it's uh, and this is oh. 116 and old granddad is much hotter. Mm. This is an amazing bottle of liquor that uh, you've produced. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So, chat, what kind of age is on this? Do you know? Yeah. Fiddler Georgia Hartwood is four years old. Okay, cool. And then in the last, you know, three, four months have those staves of oak in there. So that is, I tell you what, it, those impart a ton of oak sort of mm-hmm. um, refinement to it uh, oh, yeah. those last few months. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. It's really tasty. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, it's better than tasty. I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, this is taste testing up beside uh, stuff that's selling at uh, triple digit numbers on the aftermarket i mean yeah. but because it is a weeded it's weeded yep heavy wheat and um but i'm still well, i'm i'm getting good stuff out of this thing i mean this is if you're looking for some of the you can't find them i mean i think this is a hold up it I, I will say i mean so i mean just to be honest i mean i think on the back end for me 
If you, uh, I mean, can I be honest or should I not be honest? Yeah. Be, be honest. Uh, only if it's nice. (laughs) No, no, it's nice. I mean, so I'm saying I am getting, uh, so I'm getting raisins out of this thing and, and I'm getting raisins more kind of on the back end than I am on the front end. Yeah. And which I don't, I mean, I don't mind raisins. I mean, it's just almost like if I were drinking, but it's not overly sweet. I mean, there's so many good things going on. Yeah. Yeah. This is, if you're spending 70 or $80 on a bottle of liquor and you haven't tried the Georgia Heartwood, uh, just buy, go buy a bottle of Georgia Heartwood. Don't poison it, and I'll send you the money back, and I'll take the rest of the bottle. Yeah, go to, go to Sealbox. <laughs> if you can't get it in Atlanta, yeah. go to Sealbox and get it from yeah, there. Yeah, go to right? Sealbox, yeah, and I'll take the rest of it. Right. So, I, mean, so, it I mean, this is good shit, man. So, Chad, which, which, which one is the most popular one out of all the ones? Um, in terms of best-selling Fiddler mm-hmm. Unison that we started with tonight. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's sort of a function of it being a bourbon, it being a, you know. Well, there's a price point, It's that right? price point. Yep, yeah. exactly. Uh, it's it's at the price point where you can put it into cocktails or make a drink with it just as much as you can sip it on its own. Uh, from there, it's tough to say. I mean, duality and resurgence are kind of neck and neck in terms of sales uh, volume. And then Fiddler Georgia Hartwood is it would probably be one of our top sellers if it wasn't so limited. Mm, you know, okay. it, we just only have a handful of barrels each year. And, um, that's kind of, that's kind of the program right now. It's cool. yeah, great. But I just did something not weird for me, but maybe weird for everybody else. I just mixed this, um, optic promise with the Georgia Hartwood because that, that not that either didn't have anything to offer, but I'm thinking there's something there. Before he lets you go, Chad, he's going to make you call this. He's going to make you blend these at the place at the distillery. And he's going to call <laughs> know, it, right? You're going to call it the Cal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like uh, when you go to the Coca-Cola Museum and you're putting exactly. all, the, all them together. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you accidentally put Beverly in there, and Beverly's really gross. It tastes like it tastes like crickets. I don't know what they're thinking with Beverly. It's so gross. I'll That's tell you good. what, if you tasted this, it wouldn't be that gross. I did 50, 50. I would, uh, I would cut it up a little different then. I mean, it was well, not 50. I just did a squirt and a squirt, but I mean, that was not, I mean, that actually turns out kind of decent. They're all so different and, um, but very, you know, quality all around for sure. This Heartland was really, Thanks. really good. Yeah. Thanks man. Hey, Chad, we've had you uh, for way too long. Well, n- not for my likings uh, or probably our listeners, but uh, you probably got stuff to do. Um, so we don't want to keep you uh, more than you want to stay. And we've definitely been drinking a lot. And uh, it's very good. And I've got a lot more blending and drinking. To We're do. recording so this on uh, on a Tuesday before the U.S. Open. So we'll say go dogs. You know, um, dogs. Cal's got some of your some of your guys picks in his lineup. Right, Cal? Uh, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, w- what about? Uh, are you are you a golfer, by the way, Chad? I am so bad at golf that I have ne- like that. You don't my- golf. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, no, that, that's that's fair. Uh, but uh, but we'd love to get back on the uh, on the pod with you if that's yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I'd love to. We'd, uh, it's cause you've got uh, another whole one, two, three, four, five, five bottles that we haven't even tasted. Is that right? That's right. Is that right? That's wow. Right. Ooh, you guys got I a ton so. of stuff, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, I can't believe how much you guys are producing, man. I mean, that's like a shitload of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's a, yeah. And do you keep everything like just out back? 
in terms of like where we're aging it? Yeah. Um, actually, what you saw. Don't give the me the day, address. <laughs> don't give me the address. Just. <laughs> what you saw the other day is just a, a small fraction of our aging. Most of our aging is actually done at our second facility oh, cool. yeah. in the West End. Oh, cool. uh, actually, not not too far from you in Grant Park. Um, oh, wow. We have another oh, yeah. over on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. other right side of the tracks. Monday yeah. night brewing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The garage. Yeah. So we got over a thousand gallon, uh, over a thousand bar- barrels there, and wow. we're actually opening a facility at the Battery right next to the Brave Stadium uh, in about a month, month and a half. So I saw that. So I, I felt a little. Uh, well, I never, I never feel creepy, but I was like, uh, shit. So I pulled up ASW, and it pulled up like three things, right? And it was like uh, the Battery was like kind of a maybe, and I'm like, uh, well, I'm not going to the tasting room, and I, I'll just go to this one. I'll be fine. So, you know, they, I made it to the right one. Uh, unlike, uh, uh, what is, like Google, you know, on Google Maps or something. Yep. So, so I made it to the right one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, this liquor, I don't know. Uh, we did an Instagram, I hope I'm not repeating, but we did an Instagram post and uh, no one that follows us has ever tasted it. Oh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, that's really I mean, good. It, that's no, really good. It, I mean, it's real good. And aren't you releasing in Southern California in a week or two? Yeah. So um, we'll we'll be. It depends on when we get our license, but that should happen this week, and we'll ship it off immediately uh, at that point. So yeah. But very soon you're going to be in Southern California. And what uh, what what label? I know it's going to be SW, but what uh, which it, is it multiples? Yeah, we'll have everything we've talked about tonight will be there. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. great, yeah. man. That's going to be good. And uh, and what about New York? Are you up there yet? We are not up there yet, but Sealbox does ship to New York. Okay, cool. Perfect. Sealbox. Sealbox. It's a good place. I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, they ship to California and not New York. Apologies. Uh, we, we'll, we've been looking at New York. Hopefully, we, we will get there soon. Mm. Better yet, check out Sealbox dot com and you'll find out where you can get asw shipped to absolutely so check them out on online and uh there's a ton of stuff going on man at least i can't wait to taste more what i tasted tonight i couldn't believe in terms of the quality and the differentiation but uh holy cow tons of stuff going on you guys man that's really good stuff Cal, Dan, this has been awesome. Thanks for uh, having us and for putting together such a cool uh, podcast and, and social media presence. You got it. Hey, if you ever want to come sample anything, let me know. <laughs> He's, there. Sure, He's there. And if I could ever come sample anything, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. Hang Cheers. on, Chad. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. All right. Take care.